We'd like to thank all of you lovely listeners who subscribe to our podcast because we have officially hit. I feel like I'm listening to NPR. I know. What? No, that was good. Okay. Says you. Oh, I'm just right. kidding. That was great. I just feel like it's a big announcement, so we need to get pumped. Guess you? what? You monotone Pete? Guess Peter? what? <laughs> we have good news. What's period. the news? What's the news, Tiffany? What's the news? Tell guys, us the news. Guys, we've got some really big news. You guys have helped us reach a massive milestone. <laughs> and that is... We officially have one million downloads. <gasps> oh, my God! Stop throwing your bras and undies at your phone in excitement and delight. <laughs> Um, but yes, we have officially hit 1 million downloads in three seasons, which I feel like is a massive accomplishment. Never expected it. No. 998,000 of them are from me, but you guys really <laughs> came through with those last 2,000. I- well, we just want to say thank you for listening in each and every week. And we truly, truly, truly appreciate sharing time with you and having you sit at the table with us. Yes. Couldn't have said it any better. Thank you, friends. We love you so much. I do. Meredith's not much of a lover, but she loves you without saying it. I, I I like you too. She, (laughs) if you were here with us, she might consider giving you a hug. Oh yeah, all one million of you. Okay, thank you. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Big old thank you to BooFurl73, who rates us dishworthy. Oh. She tells us, I let my dishes pile up most of the week, and when we're eating off napkins, I admit defeat and put on my earphones and listen to your podcast. Thank you for making dishwashing hilarious. P.S. I need more episodes than just once per week. Oh, look at her coming at us. Look at her coming at us. I love it. All right. I do love that. I think that, you know what? I'm going to now start listening to our own podcast while I wash dishes. Yes. Because I hate dishes. I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. I'm Tiffany from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you can take or leave because it might be crap. So on today's episode, we have Did you find out how to say her last name? Melon Melonchuk. Mel Melnichuk. Melonchuk. No, Melnichuk. Melnichuk, you got it. Melnichuk. Is it Chuck or Chuck? Chuck, yeah. What? How many chucks could a woodchuck chuck chuck if a woodchuck? Melonchuk. (laughs) No, not melon. God damn it. Are you being serious? Mel. Melna, like the N before the Y. No. Melnachuk. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. All right. Melissa Melanchuk. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we have a special guest with us, and that is Melissa Melnachuk. Oh, my goodness. Did I get it close? Melnachuk. Yes. Melnachuk. Yep. All right. Now that it's that's done. I apologize. Don't apologize for me. I'm not apologizing. You should. I should. I'm sorry. Well, That's welcome like somebody to the being show. like Meredith Masani. 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 Like just getting it wrong over and over, right to your face on purpose. 
Okay. It wasn't on purpose, though. That's the sad part. Oh, that is sad. I we just you're practiced joking. it like five times. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. So I have met Melissa. Yes. Um, at an event or a conference, I can't remember. She's delightful and oh, beautiful thanks. and used to co-host a Canadian television series called Vanessa and Melissa. Mm-hmm. And um, we just wanted to welcome you to the show and talk a little bit about what you do, how you are um, shifting your message in this space and just kind of chat because I, I I am I've been following you for a while. Okay. And usually how we start the show is with a mom fail moment. And since you're our special guest today, we'd like to know how you failed recently. How I failed recently. You know, I, I was when when I was told that I was gonna be asked this question, I was like, how do I summarize my entire day into like one mom fail? Because- <laughs> Right. I, yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like I wake up and from the minute my kids look, make, let me know that I'm already failing. I just, I just kind of run with the whole failing concept. Amen. It's, it's hard, right? Especially cause I'm a single mom. I constantly feel like I'm at, at, like failing at everything. Mm. Um, my son the other day reminded me that I haven't given them vitamins for a <sighs> week and a half and then told me that I raised my voice too much now and that I told him to do two things at once. And there's no way, like I have my children parenting me now mm. and I feel like, am I failing as a mom now? Because my kids like are, you know, I just realized my son has holes in his shoes. I just feel like my whole, like, you know, the mom fail thing is just kind of where I'm at. How old are your kids? They're three, six, and nine. Oh, sister. Mm, I yeah. feel that. I feel that. Everyone I have a take, three, five, take a nine. deep breath. Yeah. So I feel like, the, I mean, the biggest one would probably be the baby. You know, your third baby, you don't really raise them. They kind of like are raised by wolves. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right? Like daycare raises them. Cause I'm not a stay at home mom anymore. Like I used to like have this dream of being this Pinterest mom and staying with my kids and create crafts and stuff, which I hated anyway. So I don't know why that was a dream. Right. But but that was kind of what I, my first and second got. And my third, I'm back at work. He's in daycare. And I don't know how, I don't, I don't know how he started to walk. I don't know who Tom to pee in a potty. Yeah. I feel like I failed a lot in him in general, but the big one was two days ago. He, he spilled water all over our couch and the shit bomb came out. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, I am. Sure. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Um, and then he was like, oh shit. Oh shit, 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 shit. Like the typical, <laughs> you know. And then I'm like, oh, no, oopsie. And he's like, no shit. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's, and it's like hard to get mad because it's like, oh, you're so cute it's, when you curse. Well, you yeah, and it's my damn fault. Yeah. And you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? Like, because after no. they've said shit, they know it's funny and they're not supposed to say it. So the oopsie doesn't work. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, no, they're definitely, but that's real. Yeah. That was real what you shared about not knowing when your kid walked or who potty trained. Like, I can relate to that. Yeah. It's nice to hear him not alone. Yeah. Well, and that's the point of the mom fail moment. Yeah. Nobody's alone ever when you're a mom. (laughs) Literally, you can't even PS. Yeah. You can't even pee alone. (laughs) So, and I also, sorry, side note, I thought she said her kid peed on the coach, like a, like a, like, like a, a soccer coach? Like a coach? No, she's Canadian. <laughs> it, that was supposed to be couch. Okay, it took me a little while to realize it. I'm like, oh, poor coach. That's so embarrassing. But it was <laughs> like just pissed on his leg. Like, couch? Is that what you How do you say couch? Was that my Canadian accent yeah. that said that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, cou- couch? couch? Okay, it sounded more oh, couchy. I, 
Okay, couch. Yeah, co- I guess I did say coach. Couch. Yeah. Yeah, the first time you said it, but it's cute. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, That'd be like a movie if you actually peed him. That'd be right out of some, <laughs> some bad parenting movie. I, it wouldn't be the first time. I'm sure some kid kissed no. pissed on a on a coach, but that's a story for another time. I feel like that's something one of your kids would do, Meredith. Probably. My daughter shit in the front yard once. Yes, I remember this. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about, because in your bio, it says, I went from a married mother of three to a single mother overnight. Mm-hmm. Everything changed in 2017. And mm-hmm. I know that you've had this big shift because I've been following you for a couple of years now, and I had no idea that you were going through a divorce when it was actually taking place. Mm-hmm. I was pretty quiet about it at that point in the beginning. Yeah. So this is totally up to you. You steer the ship here. What do you want to talk about? Because I feel like that was a big piece of what's happening now. Yeah. I mean, anything you want to know, I'll talk about. And that's, you know, my biggest mandate right now is that I want to be as transparent as possible. I heard actually Jimmy Allen this morning on Series XM talking about he had he has bipolar disorder and he was saying he thinks that as humans, our purpose in life should be if we face something, it's our duty to be transparent about it and share it and, and to help other people that are going through it and let them know that they're not alone as well. And I think in the beginning, I didn't know because I was in television and we were in this like mommy influencer of perfection world. I remember going to my partner at that time, Vanessa, and saying, this is going to happen. We're having a divorce. Is this going to ruin our business? And can I talk publicly about this? Because at that time, there was not a single influencer talking about divorce. And I'm like, I was in that space of being online and being like on YouTube and being in television. And it was not... You just hid that. You didn't talk about it. And so I couldn't even find anybody to relate to. And I tried, like I tried to find, cause I knew we were at that point, you know, a resource for other moms. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to find a mom that's going through what I'm going through. And I could not. Mm. And, and that was a big shock for me. And so, and then I was like, well, maybe nobody wants to hear about this. And, you know, I, I think that being vulnerable is really important in life and being transparent is really important, especially in what we do. And, um, I've really felt like I had to come out of my shell and, and, and share everything. So I'm an open book now, obviously to a respectful extent with my ex-husband, mm-hmm. but, and my children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am very open book on what I'm facing and, and what I have had to go through in this time. How long were you guys married? 10 years. Ten. Actually, it would have been our 10 year anniversary that about a month later after our, our separation. Okay. Uh, so this might be inappropriate and tell me if it is, but no, it's fine. Um, I think so many women, when you get in the season of, you know, with marriage and kids and stuff, there are times where people are, it feels like you're just kind of like a roommate with your spouse. And I know mm-hmm. lots of women are like, dude, you know, I'm miserable. My husband isn't doing this right. My husband isn't doing that right. And everybody kind of like questions their marriage from time to time. I don't know if everybody right. does. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. But was there a point where you knew it was more than just, I mean, obviously, but what was the mm-hmm. point that you knew it was more than just the basic, my husband's a pain in the ass. I can't stand him. You know, we have a bit of a unique situation that there was, um, some other issues that were involved in our, yeah, in our, in our relationship pretty early on. Um, and we tried a lot, whether it be therapy or, you know, 
counseling or whatever to kind of cope through those things. I am, I'm from like a very Christian background. And so I didn't believe in divorce. I was kind of told that that's not an option. Um, and a lot of things came up over the years that we kind of, I kept trying to push through. There was a very early point where I was like, I don't know if this is going to last because of how dark things were. Right. Um, but I think I really, and both of us really tried to navigate through that. But ultimately for me, the kicker was when it came and it folded into my children's lives mm. and I would have been able to handle it. I would have probably even stayed unhappily married, truthfully, and as silly as that might sound. Um, and as much as you might want to judge me for that or anybody, I probably would have stayed unhappily for the sake of my children to have a home and two parents, especially now seeing there's times still where I'm like, did I do, did I make a mistake? Cause my kids are struggling. Right. I'll bite the resilient and children grow and they're okay. And they adapt to change. They're struggling a lot. And, um, there's times where I, I regret my decision for the sake that I didn't want. I don't want them to feel what they're feeling right now. Right. But when the issues folded into them seeing it or it impacting them, as much as I agreed to the vow of marriage, I brought those humans into this world and I was like, now it's time for me to take care of them first. Wow. And that was the moment when things folded into their lives and I was like, this isn't okay anymore. Mm. You're incredibly strong. And it's like my homie, Dr. Phil says, the only thing worse than coming from a broken home is being in a broken home. And it yeah. sounds like you made a really tough but courageous decision uh, for your Thank family. Thank you. I, I applaud you. You know, my I, I lived in a, gr- a broken home, and my dad stayed, um, and he said he was, he stayed until all of his children were out of university and had a home of their own, and he wanted to be always that place that he we could run back to if we needed daddy, mm. and I definitely fought that in the back of my head because I was like, am I taking that away from my children because of what my dad did to us and provided for us? But I agree with you that I think that I would have done more harm to them to be in a broken home um, for the, for the duration of their childhood. I've always said that I feel like single moms are superheroes, dude. Like (laughs) seriously, I remember like, you know, we complain and stuff, but knowing that there's backup, you know what I mean? Knowing if you just need to take a shower, like, Hey, can you keep an eye on the kids? Hey, I got to do this. Can you keep an eye on the kids? I remember there were times when my husband was working. If he wasn't home by six o'clock, I was ready to murder. And so knowing as a single mom, like there is no backup, it's just you holding it down. And there's going to come a time when the kids are older and they grow up and they look back, they're like, damn, my mom was incredible. But now, you know, it's hard to see that, especially when it seems like the kids are struggling. But seriously, I think single parents are superheroes. And I think it's incredible that you're being so transparent because so many people out there need to hear your message. It's so important. Yeah. And, you know, thank you for that. And, and and I appreciate those words because there's definitely nights where I'm, you know, I'm in my bed and I'm in tears and I'm like, I don't know how there's been times where I was like, I'm, I'm going to be knocking on the food bank this month or I, you know, I'm self-employed. And so, uh, some months are great and some months aren't, and I have no one to lean back on for that. And, and when my kids go through things, I have no one to ask if I'm making the right choice. That's the scary stuff too. Right. Um, but but right now, even one of the things I said in my community, so I have an online forum where we, a membership forum with other single mothers. And I said to them about two days ago, I was like, I'm in this place where I'm floating 
And, and, and I'm literally just, like I said, I realized my kids' shoes are torn up. I don't have snow stuff yet. No one's out there to watch the kids if I have to go buy stuff. Mm. And, and you realize, I don't, I never realized how difficult that would be. Like right now, if you had a partner, you could say he comes home at six and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go buy snow stuff. Well, my kids come home after school and I've got, I can't, I'm packing them all up or I'm not going to buy it because I work all day, every day otherwise, right? Yeah. So what's the name of your online community and how do people find it? It's called Single Motherhood. So we're like the hood of single mothers. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's literally www.thesinglemotherhood.com. And we started, I started this with another single mom who was actually one of, uh, she was working with me under It's Me, Melissa, and, and my stuff that I was doing with television. And we both were separated around the same time. And again, kind of lived through this online space of no support. And we're finding that our DMs were filling with people asking for advice or support. And it was al- almost a, a tad overwhelming, but also made us realize that the need for that support really is there. So we've created this community where, we drop content every week, whether it be we talk about something that's specific to us. We bring in an expert every month as well. And they they talk about, you know, we've talked about narcissism, talking about how to help your children cope with a divorce and, and with a child life specialist, talking about financial issues. Uh, we, we try and cover different topics. And we also reach out to the moms and ask them kind of what things they need to hear about. Um and so it's just like this month we talked about our coping mechanisms and how we're so different. I mean, when I cope, I literally crawl into a blanket in my bed and I hide from the world and everybody hates me because I don't answer messages and it's right. really irresponsible, but that is how I cope. And, and it's important for me to share that with women so that they hear that we all cope differently and however you do it, it's okay. It's really okay. I love that. So you have this community. What else are you doing? It, I'm reading that you're a certified holistic health coach. Um, yes. And are you so, content creator as well? Yeah. So I do content for a, a lot of different companies and brands. Again, really strict there with it. It's only if it's organic and we work with it in our, our home and our family and my children can be involved in it. Um, you know, I've recently done a job with Google and my son was the, the center of that piece because my son is on an education uh an individual education plan at school. Mm-hmm. And he, the Chromebook has been a lifesaver for him. And that's again, this piece that I want to share with other mom that look at my kids, my son struggles too. And it's okay to talk about it. And, and I align myself with, you know, this, this brand to, to create content, to share with other moms, our truth, not just like, Hey, this is a cool product. We're really, when I share stuff, it's like, this is how it's in our lives. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's um that's fantastic. So it also here says you're a plant certified, plant based certified from Cornell. So you're vegan. I am. Yeah, I like to say plant based because yeah. I feel like I get attacked a little bit on the vegan side of things. Yeah, I know um, what you're saying. Yeah, and so I tend to say plant based, and I do coach people and, and do nutrition for uh, individuals and families that want to transfer into that lifestyle. It's been very rewarding for my overall health and my three children are also plant-based as well. Um, I feel like it was a game changer. They don't get sick. They don't, it it really was a big, big change for us. And um, we saw the benefits of it. How long have you guys Um, been plant-based? Yeah, about on and off for about eight years. And now it's been pretty solid for about three or four. Okay. All right. We are getting Um, ready to hit our one year mark. It, it takes time, right? And I always tell when I coach people and it, it, you've got to be patient. You can't change your life over, like, you know, especially as a family. Um, and it takes time to learn what good alternatives are. 
and stuff. And so we were really, I was really patient in that process and learning how to do it. And also eight years ago, it was no joke. There was tofu and that was it. Right. There was nothing else. Right. So, you know, now we're in a much better place. Obviously it was like rice milk and tofu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it is. So, there are tons of options now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just actually came out on social media uh, nobody, we didn't really talk a ton about it on the page actually at all. Uh, mm-hmm. and then somebody just, they, people kept asking like, what are you eating? What are you doing? What's your exercise routine? And I'm like, we're, you know, we're vegans. Um, but we do use the word plant-based pretty heavily because it's really about just the food choices that we're making. Um, right. but, um, we did it for health reasons for my husband and uh, right. ended up getting all of the kids on board as well. They not that they wanted to because they didn't, but um, right. <laughs> they don't have a choice because they don't pay bills. But um, yeah, so it's it's a it's a interesting. But you do kind of get attacked a bit when you talk about you definitely plant based or vegan. Because mm-hmm. how do you know somebody's a vegan? Well, I mean, you don't obviously. <laughs> no, they tell you. That's oh, the running that's joke. Right. That's the face. running yeah, joke. They're always like, well, yeah. we're vegans and we're better than you. And blah, blah. and it's like, yeah. well, it's, and that's not, that's not true of everybody who lives yeah. that lifestyle, but that's the perception. And I think yeah. that's why people attack. Um, yes. but anyway, so that's, 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 um, I think it's great. I think that you sharing your truth, like you said, it's, um, I don't remember who said that, but I, I know that you and I have talked about this, but um, your story is not yours. It's for you to share with others, like you were right. saying. And I think that that's so true because yeah. when we use that piece to share with others, it helps so many. So I'm sure there are hundreds, if not thousands of women, um, probably tens of thousands, hundred, you know, I, I have no idea, but you've helped so many women through divorce as a result of being transparent about yours. And I Thank think you. that that's great, you know, and I don't know. I say kudos to being transparent and talking about your struggles. So tell us again where we can find you online. Yeah, everywhere is It's Me, Melissa. So on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook is It's Me, Melissa. Same for the website, um, com. And then again, the singlemotherhood.com is where we have our, all of our women, um, single mothers. And, and it's not just, there's women in there that are, um, you know, thinking about a separation because that was a big thing for me too. It was like when I was in that place, who could I talk to? when I was thinking about it. Right. right? And, and there really isn't that space. So we have a lot of women there that are just navigating if this is the choice they want to make. Uh, we have women there that are separated and then women that are divorced recently. And then some 10, 15 years out and they're in there almost mentoring other women and helping them through it. So it's wow. a really cool community. And we've also enabled that women can be in there anonymous, you know, cause they're obviously with divorce. There's a lot of scary stuff that comes along with it. And, and some women are leaving high risk relationships, abusive relationships, you know, alcohol, drugs, whatever that may be. And they're, some of them are in eyewitness programs, right? Like they have to be very quiet yeah. about where they're at. And so we need to make sure that everybody's protected in that position with us in that community. So we're really careful about that as well. And it's taking it off of social media, right? Like I think you don't want to be airing your dirty laundry on social. This allows you to be in this private place. But along with that, you know, in your community of women who aren't, you know, those women who like ask you like what's going on in your life, but they don't really care. They just want to know the gossip. Yeah. And I feel like going through separation, divorce, you get that every day. They don't, I don't know if there's, they they always genuinely want to know if you're okay more. They want to know what's the story. Right. 
So this is a place where you know that these women are, they're going through it with you. So they 100% want to know if you're okay or they're, they're going to help you be okay. It's a community yeah. of invested women for the yeah. benefit of, of themselves, but for others as well. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that's fantastic. So yeah. um, that's that's awesome. So we're going to keep um, following and um, you keep doing hashtag you do you boo. You do you boo. <laughs> and, I, and also if any of your women are in, like going through this or, or facing it, we are offering, Kate and I would love to offer your community a free month to get in there and just Aww, experience it as well. That's so great. Of course, you know, if we can get anybody in there just to have that support and experience it, even if it's just a drop in and see what it's like and they're like, I don't want to stay anymore, that's fine. But just to feel what that feels like, that safe and secure, um, unjudged community, we'd love to invite anyone in to experience that with us. So I'll provide you that information as well so that you can awesome. give it up to we'll your We'll put it up with the podcast when it airs. And- Amazing. It'll be in the podcast notes on our website. So you can get that over to our producer, Dave. And I will then get he it will, over to Dave. He will, um, he will get all of that up. So if any of you, any of our listeners out there, if you are thinking about or currently going through a separation or a divorce, that you get a month free at the, um, say it one more time. The singlemotherhood.com. The singlemotherhood.com. Okay, I didn't want to screw that up. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, and, thank you. Miss um, we'll... Kitchener Waterloo Oktoberfest 2003 winner, Whoa! Melissa. <laughs> Look at you pulling up. Look at you pulling up some cash. Did you just pull that up? <laughs> she sure did. I got the picture right here. I've been dying. Am I such a baby in that picture? Yes. Oh, Miss so Oktoberfest. I've been trying to find a good time to bring it in, but it's been so st- like important what we're talking about that I'm like I can't do it so we'll also post the picture of of Melissa as Miss Oktoberfest in 2000 and what was that? I feel like we could find a better picture (laughs) she probably doesn't want us putting that but Uh, I love it beautiful maybe I love it you could do like a collage or something yeah I love it all right well you have a great day thank you so much for joining us today you're awesome thanks ladies take care bye thank you bye bye On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, doctors warn women not to use toothpaste to tighten their vaginas. Okay. (laughs) You need to warn maybe before just busting out with that kind of title. Uh, Mom's powerful PSA reminds parents to please keep your sick children at home. And is the holiday stressing you out? Six keys for reducing couple tension and distress. I'd recommend just leaving. (laughs) during the holidays running away yeah mm-hmm. meredith do you have a mom fail moment for us this week uh so i always put up the, the christmas tree the day after thanksgiving and i have to go on a work trip and then we're going um to tennessee for uh the week because we are literally running away from the holidays And uh, I decided that we were going to have a Hallmark Christmas movie weekend where we, you know, like baked stuff and put up ornaments and decorated the house and everybody was going to like drink apple cider and eat s'mores and we were all going to love each other. Love it. And by 8.03 a.m., my children were already fighting, throwing things at one another, calling each other jerk faces. And um, there was no holiday cheer (laughs) and there was uh, no Hallmark movie moments. And by 11.03 a.m., I um, audibly uh, shouted the F word (laughs) and I had to leave the home 
uh, for three and a half hours. Where did you go? I went to Eric's house and he made me um, lunch and I cried in his kitchen for about 30 minutes of the beginning portion. And then I sat there and he said, you look like you need a cup of tea. And so then he made me a (laughs) cup of tea. And then when I felt like I was ready to go back, I came home. Um, and then I said to the children, I don't care if you even help me, I'll set it up all by myself. Uh, by the end of the evening, um, we all set the Christmas tree up together and then we played a board game, but it was not a Hallmark Christmas movie moment. I let it get to me. I let the stress get to me. And I did in fact audibly scream the F word, not at the kids, just in frustration. Right. Completely understandable. So I failed by letting it get the best of me because I wanted – I'm so particular about how things get done. And because I wasn't able to get the – I knew I wasn't going to be able to get the tree set up the day after Thanksgiving. I knew I had to do it now. And I know you're laughing at me because you think that this is just insanity. But I'm already planning all of the laundry that I have to do after vacation. Even though that laundry is two and a half weeks away, it's already bothering me. Mm. So I knew I had to get all of this done. And that set me off. Can I just let you know that I'm sure you're not alone there, but I will say, first of all, this angle, Dave. (laughs) Okay. And second of all, um, literally, you could get hit by an asteroid picking the kids up from school today. Oh, thanks. So you are meeting your problems halfway. You're not waiting for them to come all the way to you. You are projecting and stressing about SHIT literally half a month away. (laughs) And it's stuff that, to be quite honest with you, is not that serious. What even are clothes, Meredith? (laughs) There'll be a big mountain of it when we get home. That's Light it on fire and start fresh. I'm itching. I have high. I'm getting hives from this. No. Yeah. It's happening. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes I wish I was like that. Sometimes I wish I cared that much because then my house would be nicer. My life would be more organized. You no, know what I mean? You just have other problems. The grass is never greener, people. It's never greener. I would lo- look at me. <clears throat> I can't even, I have, I can't even imagine stressing about laundry in general, especially laundry in the future, future laundry. <laughs> I'm already upset. I can't imagine. Future laundry. <laughs> I go to sleep at night and it's like, more is coming. I just, sometimes I wish I had a horse tranquilizer. (laughs) You'd shoot me with it? I would just be like, hey girl, (laughs) calm down. (laughs) Just buy all new clothes. And you've seen me, you've seen me when we travel too. You watch me pick things up and fold them. It makes me feel like a very bad person when we're traveling together. (laughs) She watches me. I just walk around the room like this. <laughs> it's it's bad. I know it's bad. It's not that it's bad. It's, it's bad. bad for your insides. And yeah. You're going to get ulcers. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of. I have a stomach ulcer. Yeah. Well, it's not been confirmed yet, but we're going to we're going to WebMD pretty much confirmed. Right. It. Yeah, okay. Is this the whole is this is this it the whole time? This is My double chin is on full display. He's got For those of you who can't see, Dave wanted to set up a camera right in my throat. And so pretty much we're coming to you live from my esophagus. You could see. Tonsil time. If open I have any bats m- in the cave. From open this. your mouth. Let's see if. Do you have your tonsil still? Ah. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Nothing. All right, let's move on. Sorry, because I'm looking. Yeah, now we just, okay. Oh, happy Turkey Day. Is it Thanksgiving right now? It will be when this episode airs. Oh my gosh, you guys. Happy Turkey Day. Is it actual Turkey Day? The Sunday before. So four days before. So the laundry hasn't all happened yet. Okay. So how about <laughs> we stress coming. about Thanksgiving before we stress about... I can't stress it. That's one good thing this year. I can't stress about Thanksgiving because I don't have to do anything. We're going to a restaurant. Oh, I love that. So isn't that great? So I just switched what I was going to stress about. And now it's laundry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy, if you're happy into that celebrating day. Thanksgiving. Yes. And I'm thankful for you, Tiffany. Oh. And this podcast. Thank you for being thankful for me. I'm thankful you're thankful for me oh that was so not sweet <laughs> do you know what was in the back of my mind when you said that what? uh thanksgiving 1997 12 year old tiffany started her menstrual cycle for the very first time and at the table when we were going around saying what we were thankful for my mom raised her wine glass and said i'm thankful that tiffany became a woman today oh wow that's an intense thanksgiving in front of everyone bro oh sorry I was so mad, like little preteen me was like, you ruined my life. Yeah. I didn't know how to deal with it yet. You know, it was still. Well, I hope you don't get your period this Thanksgiving on the day. That's the night I started drinking wine. No. Myself. Did you really? And it all went downhill. No, that's not a true story. No. Oh, God. (laughs) I thought we were going to get real dark there for a minute. I will probably have it this Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Is it going to be that time? No, but knowing my luck in the Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I'll get it three days in a row. Go put some essential oils on that, will you? (laughs) Yeah, hippie. All right. Let's move on to trending news, shall we? Thank you. you for sharing your mom fail moment. Oh, thank you. I don't know how we got here. But... I don't know either. Okay, so today's trending parenting news is... Wait, bro- wait, wait. Ka- Caitlin Callen says, we need to give a shout out to Tiffany for her sober birthday, which is November 26th. Aw, that's <gasps> nice. Look at that. So happy sober birthday to Tiffany. Tw- which Is this six years? Seven. Seven. Yeah. <gasps> Lucky number oh seven. Oh my gosh. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Way to go. And I am very thankful and proud of you. Thank you. And so the grown much. up you're becoming. Well, let's <laughs> <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I, um, seven years. It's nuts. It's really nuts. That's I great. could not imagine going seven days without shoving something. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Thank you very much for that surprise. Congrats. (laughs) Made me smile. Who doesn't like to eat on Thanksgiving? Who? The turkey because he's stuffed. That's so mean. That's a murder joke. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. Business manager. This. Brought us a murder joke. You stuffed and killed the turkey. But Do not... you see people are putting octopuses. Yeah, I saw that. In it's the turkey hole. It's a kraken. <laughs> it is. I'm not sure the plural. It's a turkraken. Okay. All right. So in trending news, doctors warn women not to use toothpaste to tighten their vaginas. We all know that after childbirth, things change. And by things... I'm referring to, among other things, body parts. Dame Lady V. 
Giving birth. Did you write that, Meredith? No. Okay. Giving birth has a way of altering your lady bits or even tearing them up. Some of us worry that things might feel a little bit roomier or loose down there, and that's a normal concern. Uh, Not to mention, Kim Kardashian once said, I wonder if having sex after childbirth is like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. She didn't invent that. That's no. been around since I was a kid. Um, well, sure, probably. But I do remember who brought it back to popularity, and that was Jenny McCarthy. And that was in her book when she was pregnant. What was it? Belly Laughs? So we shouldn't give Kim Kardashian much credit for that. But anyway, um, th- so the point of this article goes on to talk about how um, for a- ages and ages, women have been trying to s- strengthen and tighten and firm up their behind. Uh, because of the stress that childbirth puts on it. And there have been tons of different um, things that women have been sticking up their vaginas as of recent. Were you going to say something? I have a question. Yeah. Is it possible, though, for it to, uh, I understand if you get cystocele or the thing where you break the walls and then your bladder's just prolapse. Super sexy stuff. But other than that, is it possible to permanently damage in there based on one day of birth giving like can you do you know what i'm saying the baby doesn't live in there the whole nine months it just no, no, passes no. through so right. is it as bad as we think or are we exaggerating are we stressing ourselves out are we taking into account like rips i th- i am not an OBGYN, but what i can <laughs> tell you is that after birthing three through the canal don't um i can tell you that i'm i guarantee you it's a lot roomier than it used to be but i also don't do kegels and i don't try to do anything to strengthen it up and i've never stuck toothpaste in it um but i know that women have stuck herbs up their vaginas gwyneth paltrow remember when she told everybody to stand over a steamer and put mung beans in it and the (laughs) the hot steam water go up their vagina holes to tighten it Nope. and you don't remember that i mean should i was i there i I don't know but it was a very intense thing she said steaming your vagina as well as using jade eggs you know what women stick jade eggs up their vaginas and then try to hold them in love that but see i'd be the woman who was walking down the street and just like and just crack the sidewalk because your crotch shot it out yeah well what's not gonna hold it you know i mean there's no way i could hold the jade egg in my well they have different sizes you start small and then you work your way up right or you start yeah yeah, I would assume smaller to bigger. But the point is, a lot of these things that women are doing are harmful to the vagina. And I don't know why, I don't know what woman was the first woman that was brushing her teeth and she was like, oh. Well, can we talk about that? Because you're saying it like we should all know that, what like, what do you mean? Someone's actually doing this? Yes. Yes, they are. Um It basically says, as I read the article, doctors recently publicly warned women to stop using toothpaste to tighten their vaginas, citing the risks of multiple infection and infertility. According to Dr. Vanessa McKay, a spokesperson for the Royal College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, said putting toothpaste in your vagina or on the vulva would not only be uncomfortable, but it could cause serious damage and disrupt the normal flora flora of the vagina. Vulva is the curtains. Vulva is the curtains, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Labia. Is no, the those lips. are the curtains. Yeah. What's vulva's the vulva? The vulva. inside thing. No, vulvas are the shutters. Wait a minute. And the labia That's is the lips. curtains. Yeah. Okay. So the inside you're saying are the shutters? No, the outside shut. So you've got the windows and then the shutters go on the outside and close the windows in, keep everything closed. 
Okay, whatever you want to reference it. You like got- a blooming onion. Oh my. If you were, you know what I mean? It just. Okay. Okay. Um, they said that, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> not only would it be uncomfortable, it could cause serious damage and disrupt the natural flora of the vagina, leading to potential infections, including bacterial vaginosis and thrush, which is a vaginal yeast infection. So if you put vagina in your hoo-ha and attempt to tighten it. Or um, toothpaste. If you. Put toothpaste. What did I say? If you put vagina in your hoo-ha. <laughs> if you put toothpaste in your hoo-ha to tighten it, you can have a lot of problems, uh, including infertility. Um, so basically, women in the UK, I, we don't know who was the first woman who did it, but people were posting it online on Facebook, and they said, DIY hack. <laughs> Take your toothpaste, <laughs> stick it up your behind and along the curtains or shutters or whatever you got down there. Your breath will be minty fresh Bro. and um, you're, it will tighten it up. And I don't know why, though, they thought that there were properties in toothpaste that would do this either. Like, I want to know who the first person was to do it. If you think about it, it sounds like it would. Just why? Like, just thinking about it, like it feels like, oh, yeah, that's probably doing something. Why? You know? Why? Because well, if you keep toothpaste in your mouth for too long, it kind of hurts eventually right because it's like super minted like you know how you accidentally get toothpaste on your finger and then later on you're like you go to bite your nail and you're like oh yeah yeah and it's like burns yeah i could see how like having it imagine it feeling minty fresh inside there it would be like a cooling effect like a you know, and when things get well, cold, they stop t- it. Toothpaste, stick some Vicks vapor rub up there. Ooh, girl, you crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Here's the thing: don't put anything in your vagina except no yourself and your, your whole self. <laughs> your- <laughs> you just crawl up in there and <laughs> live there. I'm just saying, don't stick foreign objects up your vagina. Okay, right? like no herbs or mints or spices or gardening product like don't stick anything so no hose <laughs> you know what i mean just don't. no i don't what the gardening product would well, i don't mean i mean like, like shovel? sage or like a like something you're gonna pick out of your garden like don't stick stuff up your vagina don't do it fine don't no essential oils okay no vicks vapo rub when i don't. was pregnant i put stuff up there i what? put a pill up there what pill it was uh I don't remember, to be honest, but it's like a like a like a capsule and you put it up there by your cervix overnight and then it's supposed to soften it so that when the baby tries to come out, it just like opens right up. Did I forget it, what it's called. Did it work? I feel like it because Chloe came out way easier than Caden. The doctor gave it to you? No, I bought it at the Walgreens. At the Walgreens. Yeah. I was going to say store. Mm. I forget what it's called. A primrose, evening primrose oil. And did a doctor say that you were supposed to do that? I mean, on like, what's a doc- WebMD? Who, doctors on WebMD. Yeah. No. People said that. No, don't. Oh, doctor order only. I think I asked and they're like, I mean, it can't hurt. I don't like it. But I was really trying to just get this baby out of me. You know how like that They last... can give you Cervidel for that at the hospital. No. I mean, like prior, like I was ready to be done being pregnant like a week ahead of time. <laughs> oh God. I All was right. being selfish. Point being, nobody needs a minty fresh, fresh vag. We just need to have our vag be normal vages. And if it's a bit roomier, that's okay. We've birthed children. There's no reason for us to worry about the tightness 
of our curtains or shutters or windows or any of that. Just, it's okay. Your vagina is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. Are we on board with that? Yeah. Doctor orders only. Don't stick random things up your vagina. Um, all right. No hot stones. Okay. Are we done with that now? Okay. Well, no, I'm just thinking like, you know, people are still going to shove stuff up there. <laughs> I just, it, it really can cause a lot of damage. Like, okay. You're talking, okay. What about dilds? Go ahead. That's fine. Right. Well, but I, I'm saying things that don't, let's move on. <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify for scientific research purposes. Your partner's ween is cool. A sex toy is fine. Make sure to clean them, properly clean them and store them. Probably not in your bedside table so that the kids sing into them like they're a microphone. <laughs> not that that happened. Um, but anything else, no no herbs or spices, no essential oils, no Vicks VapoRub, no minty fresh Colgate. Got it. Okay? It's a shame. <laughs> Mom's powerful PSA reminds parents to please keep their sick kids home. In a Facebook post that has gone viral, Mia Carella, hey girl, I think we're Facebook friends, mm -hmm. writes a powerful PSA urging parents to please, please keep your sick kids at home. It's Mia or Maya? Mia. Okay, I just want to make sure. You can read that part. Mia is the mother to eight-year-old Evelyn, who was born with serious congenital heart defects. In her short time on Earth, Evelyn has already had to undergo two open-heart surgeries and three cardiac catheterizations, catheterizations, including a stent placement. She is medically fragile, and even a common cold can have dangerous, life-threatening implications. This is your friendly reminder to keep your sick kids home from school. I'm begging you. You don't know that when you are a parent of a medic... I'm sorry. You don't know that when you are the parent of a medically complex child, a simple cold or virus is actually very complicated. You don't know that a common cold can turn into a life-threatening issue for our child in the blink of an eye. You don't know that we may have serious medical procedures scheduled and that it is imperative for our child to stay healthy so that these appointments can happen. So please don't be offended. Instead, try to put yourself in my shoes. And before you send your sick child to school, please think of my child. Thank you. So Mia wrote this. And, um, she had sent it to me and, and she was talking with me about it and, um, I'm good friends with Mia and I know, I know Evie and, uh, I, I feel super strongly about this as well. I know that it's important that kids go to school and show up and I personally am against, um, perfect attendance awards. I think they shouldn't even exist and shouldn't be allowed because I think it fosters this idea that you should always, always, always send your kids to school. And when they're sick, my personal belief is to keep your damn sick kids home because there are other kids who have complex medical issues like Mia's daughter. Um, or you might pass a cold along to a child whose parent is fighting cancer or you might send. And so it's like, why send your sick kid to school? Like, just don't just keep them home. And people get very angry because they're like, well, we have to go to work. I have to go to work. If I don't go to work, we don't make money. And it's like, I believe me, I understand that. I think at one point when I was, um, when I was a teacher, I, I wasn't at school enough because my, um, Brian had, um, 
I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but Brian had daycare syndrome, which is where your kid might, he, his immune system was so shot that every time he went to school, he picked something up and he had to come back home. He had hand, foot, and mouth like three times mm. one school year. Like it was so awful. I actually went a stint where I didn't even get a paycheck from work because I had missed so much school, so much uh, work from keeping him home from school. But you can't send your sick kids to school. You just can't. It just drives me batshit crazy. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I, same. <laughs> it's riveting. <laughs> riveting! <laughs> but I mean... If I'm... Okay. If usually I'm, you play some sort of an a- advocate side here, uh, ad- adversarial side here, but you're agreeing with me? Has well, this happened for the first time on the show? Well, I'll be honest, her, you know, if... Mia wasn't here with us with her sick child. I might have been like, let, but like it opened my eyes a little bit. Like, uh, especially the part where it said my child has to be healthy in order to make these important appointments. Like that makes so much sense. I feel like sometimes when I have important things coming up and I get sick, it effing ruins everything. And so I can see how, um, especially with these waiting lists and stuff. But to be honest with you, I don't get fiery about much. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if your kid is sick and you can keep them home, keep them, you know, keep them home if you can. And uh, if you can't, like, I don't hate you. (laughs) I'm not saying that you should hate people, but I do think, why is there a third? What are you doing? He's just bringing in more cameras. You've lost your mind today. Uh, But here's the thing. And uh, I understand that common colds happen. And you'll send your kid, people send their kid to school with sniffles. Like I, I, look, I just kind of feel like, Hey, if you wake up, if your kid wakes up and he's got a fever, keep your kid home. If your if your kid wakes up and they puke, keep your kid home. Yeah, of course. If your kid wakes up and they have diarrhea or any combination of those things, keep your kid home. So are you not talking about sniffles? I'm saying that we, I understand that all of our kids pick things up and sometimes they seem a little congested or a little whatever. What, you know, just watch your kid. You know your kid. Um, if they're hacking all over the place, take them into the doctor. Yeah. Um, but I do know that this is a world that we all live in and we all have things to do. But you know your, you know when your kid is sick versus when they're um, – when it's just maybe something that's not as major. I we- keep them home anyway, even if even if it's just, quote unquote, just a runny nose, like somebody's going to have to wipe that thing all day. And I, we're not paying these daycare workers oh, enough no. to do that. No, for sure. So and, I usually just keep them home. And, and us too. And, and, and we've actually, I got a call. Uh, I got a call from the school two months ago because they said Sophia was chronically um, absent because she broke her arm. Yeah. Had surgery, missed a, missed a bunch of school for that, and then she was out sick with something. I don't even remember what it was, a stomach bug or whatever. And I got a call that she was truant. And I was like, you don't want my kid at school diarrheaing. Like, yeah. nobody wants that. On pain medication, probably. And then she was also, she was sick. Um, I actually only let her have the Tylenol with codeine one time. Good. I was like, she bad. doesn't need it. Uh, but, um, she, yeah, it's like, no, it's my job as a parent to know when they are capable of being in school and when they're not. Yeah. And if I keep my kid at home sick, that's my business. And I feel like the school was, this was the first time that that had ever happened. But I was like, Hmm, I was a little offended. I called in the school and I was like, I've given you doctor's notes on every one of her absences. 
They're like, but she's still truant. And I'm like, no, she isn't. She's in the bathroom shitting. Right. Like you don't right. want her there. Right. So She's not I don't smoking know. weed and breaking into houses. I feel like I feel like school I feel like parents have stress from the schools because the schools end up doing that. I feel like they have stress for their jobs. I feel like they have stress from other parents who are saying, you know, don't send your So I I what I'm trying to say is I understand all sides of it, but we have to remember that there even though we know that you know like we have um, healthy children. And even if they come a little bit under the weather, my kid is a lot stronger than Mia's kid. Yeah. Who, when those things happen, can cause a big problem or so-and-so's grandma who's on chemo and they go over to visit and they sneeze in grandma's eye. Right. And it's like, uh, you know, these are things that stress everybody out. Yeah. And it's the winter season. So there'll be more colds and flus and things like that. I, I'd be so defensive if I was in Mia's position. Like, I'd be – I can't imagine. Well, and I think I, she's such a sweet person that she showed this to me, and she's like, I'm just so worried. And I was like, don't be worried. This is an accurate point of view. You're a parent of a child who's medically compromised. Share it. This yeah. is – I am I did a video a year ago about keep your sick kids at home. I was like, I want your nasty old gross kid going to school and getting my kid all grossed up and then coming home and have an F7 diarrhea at my house. Yeah. Because when one kid gets it, everybody gets it, but it spaces it out. So one kid gets it. A day and a half, two days later, the next kid gets it. Day and a half, two days later, the next kid gets it. Mm-hmm. Then you Then your husband gets it. The whole world is ending. Fire and brimstone <laughs> is among us because then when they get it, the world is officially over. And then you get it last, and then everybody feels better. And what do they do? Leave your ass high and dry. <laughs> Mom's shitting and puking in the corner. Nobody's bringing her any saltines or ginger ale. She'll be fine. Is that not how it goes every time? Um, I w- I'm going to be honest with you. It's, I'd say I, I'm Dave in this situation. <laughs> oh, no. I'm such a little baby back bitch when I'm sick. Stop. And Drew, you would never even know the dude was sick. He's so stoic. He's so strong. I like he's dying and I'm like, Are you okay, baby? He's like, Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and I'm like, Are you sure? He's like, I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> yeah. And then I have like I get one one little <clears throat> cough and I'm like, Oh God. Hand me a piece of paper. I'm writing my will. It's oh, Lord. like I'm so bad when I'm sick. I can't. Somebody's like, hey, you're coming to our wedding, right? And I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm sick. She's like, but you're my sister. (laughs) Sorry, I have a cold. I can't leave the house. No, I, 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 I can't with you. I'm the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm the worst. My husband dreads it when I get sick because it is, it is drama time. I will throw myself on the couch. Dave wraps up in a blanket in the fetal position. As though he is an infant baby child <laughs> that needs to be suckled at the teat to get better. It is in effing tense. It's so funny. Apparently, a lot of people can relate to that. Huh? You lay in bed, lay in bed and pet my back. Bring me juice and chicken noodle soup. Oh, my gosh. Does he talk like an old man in Harry Potter? Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> Bring me some chicken noodles and soup. Uh, he does. It's intense. No. Okay. Oh Lord. All right. So any any who's McToozle. Um 
Keep your sick kids home. Tis the season for colds and flu. Keep your sick kids home. It's okay. By the way, none of our children are doing rocket science or brain surgery at school. So if they miss a day, it isn't the end of the world. I know people get super upset about that, but I will be the one who will go out and say it. And the other thing that I will do as well is I will keep my kids out of school to take them someplace. Like I'm taking my daughter to Chicago with me. Preach. On a work trip because I feel like this is an experience and she's going to miss two days of school. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to write her own excuse note and send it in and say my daughter was um, experiencing a new culture and a new place and she was learning. And that's what we did. She was watching mommy be a boss. Oh, okay. That's what she doing. Okay. okay. And I don't feel I have no – she's not going to learn any rocket science at school that day. You know what's going to happen though? She's going to be sitting at her interview for Harvard. They're going to be like – Ooh, I'm looking at your records here, and it looks like in fifth grade you went to Chicago for two days. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be a problem. I'm going to take the risk on that because (laughs) I think that uh, taking our kids to experience things is um, important. I love that. So I love that. I'm also not a proponent of everyone going to college, but that's a whole other time. Yeah. All right. So holiday stress is here. Here are six keys for reducing couples tension and distress. While we love many parts of the season, many people find the holidays can have challenges. Mm-hmm. Holiday stress for couples can leave both partners feeling overwhelmed, tired, and irritable. Arguments often surface during the holiday season as tensions as tensions rise and navigating all the demands that tend to emerge. All right. So I read this article and it said, here are six keys to fending off the holiday stress with your spouse. And I can agree with the fact that the holidays are a very stressful time for couples because you're, you know, you're doing all this stuff to make all the freaking magical memories, right? Yeah. So plan and talk first. It says problems often arise and produce holiday stress for couples when there's been a lack of planning and discussion. Often holiday habits have accumulated over the years without much thought as to whether they are both healthy or truly enjoyable. Uh, Failure to plan can look and feel like we always spend too much time at your parents' house and way less time at my parents' house. Can't relate. (laughs) My parents are dead. I knew that was going to go dark, wasn't it? (laughs) Sorry. Okay, keep going. (laughs) I'm anxious about the credit card bills that we'll be seeing in January. We're so busy during the holidays. I almost feel like I'm looking forward to going back to work because I need peace and quiet. My husband has said that a time or two. You have to read these like you're acting, like you're actually in a fight with your spouse. I think we accept way too many party invitations. We eat and drink more than we should, and neither of us ever feels good. Is that how you talk? Is that... Very violent tone. Do you see how I I couldn't be an actress? That wouldn't work. You You give give one a try. Okay. (sighs) Every holiday season seems like the last. It's not very memorable. I think we've lost the meaning of the holidays. Oh, I felt that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was like Emmy. Thank you. Award winning. Thank you. So the remedy they are saying is set aside plenty of time before the holidays to discuss what you actually want to happen. When are you going to go visit um, his parents? When are you going to go visit her parents? What dinners or activities are you going to actually host and do all of this ahead of time? Here's the problem that I see with this. Unfortunately, it feels like the holidays sneak up on us and then jab us in the eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> super, then, super festive. Uh... And then you're like uh, like a hamster on a treadmill. It's like, go, go, go. 
oh, you know, you're trying to shove it all in. A hamster on a treadmill? (laughs) Whatever. Some sort of an animal. Or do you mean like a A a hamster hamster wheel? wheel? Yeah. Because a hamster on a treadmill (laughs) is more than, I mean, we've got issues if you go into the gym and there's just a hamster working out. Maybe he's got goals for 2020. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just saying they all sound good in practice, right? What's the next one? Set boundaries together. Uh, grandparents usually want as much time as possible with the grandkids and there's often pressure to maintain family traditions that personally drives me nuts, especially when like my husband's parents are like, they have to celebrate, um, three Kings day and blah, blah, blah. And this, and that, and the other thing. And it's like, I'm glad that that's a tradition that you have, but my kids have never celebrated that. And I don't know why they have to, why they have to celebrate that with his parents. We've always let them do it because it's something his parents want done. But then since they've moved, they're like, did you guys celebrate the three Kings day with the kids? And it's like, <laughs> no. And they're like, well, you're awful parents. And it's like, well, okay, but that's not so our just tradition. Lie and say that you did. I don't care enough anymore to lie. So I just say, I'm just, no, we didn't. And it's like, uh, well, why? And it's like, because that's not our thing. That's your thing. If you want to do it, you have the tradition and you do it. But like, we don't have to do it. Right. So I feel like, I don't know. I think a lot of grandparents want to do certain things with their grandkids, but like, don't pass that off on the parent if the parent doesn't want to do it. Do you know what I mean? I don't even, I'm, I shouldn't say this. But I've never in my life, and it's not my fault that I haven't heard it. I just haven't heard it. Uh, I've never heard of Three Kings Day. What is that? Dave, do you want to chime in? Is it something I should know? Am I going to hell? What is happening? No. no. Oh, Hispanic. That's why. It's a, the three kings that bring the um, myrrh and frankincense and gold to... You put out grass and water for the camels. It's a it's a biblical thing. That's for, cute. For th- and then you put a shoebox out. Don't understand that part. And then they put a gift in it. Do you? And- What's the shoebox? Oh, well, there. Right. But then you're supposed to get a gift back. And and here's the thing. I have no issue with Three Kings Day. I have no issue with people celebrating it. But it was never a practice that we ourselves did. But his parents wanted to do it with the kids. So I was like, feel free. Go ahead. Did him and his parents do it growing up? They did, but yeah. he didn't. But I feel like that's Married not on. It. But that's not on me. He should have taken the reins on that because that's his side of the family and his culture. And if he wanted to do it, I'm just saying. I feel like don't pass on your traditions to me and then get upset when I don't do them. If I don't, if we don't want to have that as part of our thing. No offense to Three Kings Day. It's. Wow. My point is... Uh, the camels can just go F themselves No, for all you the care. point is, if you want to own something, own it. If you don't, don't. Set boundaries and be specific. That's all I'm saying. Next. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting tense this go holiday to, season. Go to key number three. Set boundaries together. No, three, <laughs> Tiffany. Three. <laughs> Did we already do number two? <laughs> Yes, that was set boundaries. Okay. Discuss and agree on holiday spending. So many pressures abound to spend more than planned before and during the holidays. Black Friday used to be a day. Now it's more like a month. That's true. The sales are enticing, certainly. And retailers both in-store and online are doing their best to lure you towards all types of purchases. (laughs) That is true. And I will be having a Black Friday sale on merchandise. Just so you know, you can go to my store, which you can find um, at 
bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash filter free parents. There you go. Anyway, just go to Facebook and I'll post it. It's going to be the day before Thanksgiving through Monday at midnight. Can't wait. Love a sale. But listen, all my shirts, there's 11 or 12 of them in the store. They're all $5 off. Whoa, wait, are they different? What do you mean? Like 11 or 12 designs? Yeah, all 11 or 12 designs are going in the store. We've never done that before, and they're all $5 off. Whoa. Yeah, we're basically not going to make any money, but I just want to put the shirts down as low as I can. Love that. So that I can, so people can get what they want and give a gift. Yeah, you literally aren't going to make any money. No, but I don't, I don't, I'm super weird about, I feel everything should be affordable. For everyone. Amen. So anyway, but the point is don't get lured in by those Black Friday sales (laughs) and spend too much money. Um, My husband and I argue over this every year. We set a budget for each kid. We set an amount. And then I usually overspend every year. And every year we argue. And every year he shows me the credit card statement. And every year um, we just get really excited to do it again the following year. Right on. I don't know about you. I don't know if you guys fight over this. I don't know if you set a budget. My husband just doesn't care. He's like, whatever. Do what you want to do. So I'm like, tight. So I go to the dollar store. Because, listen, my children are young enough. Yeah. To Where it's not really about the gift per se. Yeah. It's about the opening and the experience. Mm-hmm. And they're going to toss the gift to the side within hours and never, ever pick it up again or remember that they had it. And so when that happens, I want to be able to chuck it if I need to. I do remember those days of of them really being excited about the box that it came in or whatever. That doesn't exist in my house anymore. Well, yeah. So for Aubrey, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And probably Caden now that he's five. It's, I'm probably going to have to step my game up. Yeah. But Chloe, <laughs> she's so easy. I'm like, here's a flower from the yard. She's like, I'm going to keep it forever. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> she is. But yeah, that's a true story. Uh, and, and it's gotten increasingly more expensive as my kids have gotten older. Um, my now for, my soon to be 14 year old, um, you know, I think asked for an Xbox or I don't even know which, but one of those gaming systems, which was probably 300 bucks on its own last year. And then, you know, the kids asked uh, two years ago, the kids got a switch. So it had to be a group Christmas thing because between the switch and the controllers and the games, it was, I don't know, 700 bucks to get all of the parts and pieces. Was it that much? How much was it? 400 bucks. I always exaggerate things. (laughs) (laughs) We refinanced our home. Uh, Yeah. For the Nintendo switch, (laughs) but, but to the switch's credit, they have played that stupid thing. You know, a ton. Good. I mean, they... They better. They And even Dave will play that stupid game with them, that Mario Kart. But anyway, I like the idea of, of agreeing on what you're going to spend, but I can tell you that the honest, the honest thing that happens in our home is I overspend, and I shouldn't. Well, acknowledging you have a problem is the first step. Right, but you should probably do something to act on it, and I'm just going to continue to... I'm just going to continue to say, I'm going to buy that anyway if that's what I want, and I shouldn't. I should be enough of an adult to not do that. But I'm not. Okay, next. (laughs) It's so easy to get caught up in our hopes and beliefs about what we would like the holidays to be. And also perhaps easy to be disappointed when what we hoped for did not materialize. As part of holiday stress reduction, you can try to... You can try this... What? You can can try try this this process adapted from appreciative inquiry, which is a planning tool you... you, you, (laughs) (laughs) I've got it. Don't worry. (laughs) Clarify expectations and speak up about what's most important. So my mom fail 
is basically key number four. Don't set yourself up for failure by... Look at how cute my outfit is today. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Don't have unrealistic expectations around the holidays, and then when they come crashing down around you, you scream the F word in front of your children and run away for three and a half hours. That's what this number is. Number four is basically be honest and realistic about your expectations. So it says, what do you value more about your relationships and your immediate family? Do you want to spend time with them? Do you want to give gifts? Do you want, like, how do you want, like, what are your expectations about it? And I think that that's hard because in motherhood, I feel like we have unattainable expectations. And so no matter how hard we try with stuff, they never come out the way we saw it in our head. And then we get upset. Yes. And that I feel like just magnifies over the holidays. I kind of just coast through life without expectations. And okay. It, it, <laughs> I really do. It's so much easier. Mm. It can. Does that not make sense to you? I, or do you not believe me? So in some instances, I have zero expectations. Right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes like with some work stuff, if there's a, a project that's cooking. Yeah. I will have zero expectations because I cannot let myself get excited about it. And so I'm like, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, it was never mine in the first place. Yeah. But like, apparently I had major expectations about that damn Christmas tree this weekend and it set me over the edge. Right. So in some instances, yes, I can agree with you. But in others, it's like, no, I, I am a psycho. Well, okay. I could probably relate to that a little bit. I'm sure there are times where I expect, but my husband's a different story, I guess. Uh, because when it comes to him, I expect him to do and say and think exactly what I want him to at, at all times, uh, every given time. Well, and that's five, I think, defining your expectations and dividing chores and tasks, which I think you should do all year long. But we, you know, I asked my husband about 18 times to move these damn boxes out of the out of the kitchen the other day, and he refused to move them until finally um, I said it in front of other people so that he would have to nice. do it. <laughs> Good tactic. Yeah, but it's like working out a division of labor helps reduce stress. And it's like, yeah, only if your partner wants to do some of the labor, but when they don't, then you fight. Expectations. Expectations. Don't expect shit from them. Right. It's, you know, which is not the right message. It's a bad <laughs> message to send. <laughs> bad message to send. So anyway. Um, and the last one, it says, define some couples time. Just for the two of you. Oh. Consider planning some time for just you and your partner or spouse. Make sure that you continue to do date nights through the um, holiday months. Make sure if you have grandparents who are willing to care for the kids for a night or two, you should go away. Oh, yeah. um, make sure to work on setting up a game plan and planning out uh, what you are okay with and what you're not okay with as the holiday season unfolds so that you don't get divorced. Oh, wait. I just – it didn't say that. Yeah, you added I that. I just added that. Um, I bet divorce rates are higher during the holiday season. I bet. I bet. Like the decision to divorce? Yeah. Yep. I bet it increases in November and December. We should Google that. I'm telling you, the holidays stress people the F out. Also, these Hallmark movies placing well, unrealistic not, expectations. Right. But how many wives are sitting home like, bro? Bro, why aren't you in? Why aren't you an innkeeper in in plaid who has a million (laughs) dollars? Who's going to take me away from all of this? Yeah, 
And it's like I somebody bet, yeah. somebody tweeted something that said, "How come I'm almost forty and I've never inherited an inn from a great uncle?" And it's like every Hallmark movie. It's like, well, I've just inherited a grotto. You kind of want it. The week of January 12th through the 16th has the highest rate of divorce filings annually. Each new year brings a one-third increase in divorce filing. (laughs) Boom! The Monday children return to school after winter break has the highest rate of divorce filings (laughs) in one day. Boom! That Monday, dude. The Monday that the kids... Fucking sign! (laughs) Sign it! We're done! I'm telling you I knew it. I knew it. People get so stressed out during the holidays. I can't take another Christmas with you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm Christmas. I'm telling you. I can't you. take another Christmas. People, I'm telling you. <laughs> the holidays are so hard on people. I knew it. I knew the divorce rates went up. I knew it. I knew it. I'm telling you, people go crazy. Oh, my God. They go crazy. The presents and the spending and the time and the too much family and the and the Hallmark movies. It's a recipe oh. for disaster. I cannot. I'm t- I, I knew it. I knew it. Then I read another thing on Twitter. You know who Mark Ruffalo is, right? Yeah. I love Mark Ruffalo. I had a weird dream about him. Okay. Sorry. I can't with you. Okay. Okay. Was it for another time? (laughs) Okay. But seriously, Mark Ruffalo had a great tweet. He said, if you aren't yelling at your kids, you aren't spending enough time with them. He gets it. Yeah. He gets it. That's true. Because especially this time of year, I think (laughs) we were watching Turner and Hooch. Have you ever seen that? When I was six. Okay, so, well, we got Disney Plus. <laughs> of course you did. Because everybody on the planet now has it. And we went in and we watched Turner and Hooch. And there's this scene in Turner and Hooch where Tom Hanks comes out in his tidy whitey brief underpants and he's yelling at Hooch. And he's going, eat your hamburgers! Eat your hamburgers! Drink your juice! And the kids look at me and they go, Mom, that man on the TV is like Dad. He's just oh screaming. God. He's screaming like he does at dinner time. And I'm like, yep, sounds about right. So if you're not yelling at your kids, you're not spending enough time. Very interesting um, correlation. (laughs) Tom Hanks in his underwear yelling at his dogs. It sounded just like my husband. Eat your food! Does he do it clothed? Mostly, yeah. And I don't think he owns any um, bikini brief underwear. Hey, you should. Not for any reason other than it is incredibly snug from what I've heard. And there's a lot of room for activities. What? Like you could kick your legs up. <laughs> what? If you, they're the best kind of underwear. Is your husband wear bikini briefs? No, he refuses. But oh. I'm just trying to. You want on. men to wear bikini briefs? Yeah. Stop calling them bikini gr- briefs, first of all. <laughs> what are they called? Whitey tighties. Tidy whiteies. Whitey tighties. Okay. Okay. And they're perfect for mm-hmm. activities. <laughs> Do you, are you worrying about a lot of lacrosse playing in your Speedos? or No, because boxers, it gets real gross and sweaty because they're just flapping around in the oh. wind. There's, you know what I mean? Lots of air. Oh. No. Whitey tidies. All right. So you should get your husband a pack. I'm going to for Christmas. And I'm going to get my husband a pack. 
And then we'll make a calendar. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, genius. The BMs. Don't, Tiffany and Meredith's that BMs. That stands for bowel movement. Business managers. Okay. Your husband is your business manager. My husband is my business manager. That would be great. Yours would be have like a big smiley face. The month of March, it'd be like, Poppy. And then Dave will go up. And then the month Poppy. Of, Pop, like, I, Poppy. No. No. Daddy. If you're not going to celebrate the three kings, you don't get to say <laughs> Poppy. I didn't want to say Poppy. I'm just saying you put it on the calendar. I, Poppy. <laughs> I don't know. Why we Marge? Went. I don't know. <laughs> what? For, for, for St. Patrick's Day. That's, a, that's okay. March 17th. I, Poppy. I don't know. That's, that's, I, we've gone too far. Yeah, it we've is. Strayed because do you know why? Because I said you should get some tidy whities and then I felt like it was really inappropriate and I was trying to dig my way out, but I couldn't express we don't know the words what's properly. All right. So let's just, we're going to have to wrap this up because we've gone <laughs> sideways. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms. Who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Clearly, if you've listened to this episode, you have no idea what we're doing. Have a great and happy turkey day. Um, and please communicate, communicate, communicate with your spouses. Because as we have learned on this episode, January is a rough time for married people. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to help you. Well, seriously, though. Okay, but we have time, don't we? Like, we're going to have other podcasts before the Christmas season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got a couple more, couple more in the can. All right, I love you. Bye.